God wants to bring us to sonship. Eternal life is the life that God Himself has, is the life that makes Him God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. You now have life in you. You have the life of God. I welcome you to the family of God. I welcome you to the kingdom of God. The word of God will strengthen us. The word of God will be fulfilled in our lives. And we will work in the light of it. In the name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Grace to you. Hallelujah. Happy New Month. It's a very good month, the month of July. It's actually the second half of the year. Amen. How has the first half been? Awesome. Well, second half of the Amen. Better. Hallelujah. God will cause all things to work out for your good. Amen. You believe it? Hallelujah. Last week we were talking about the Christian conviction. Amen. Amen. Remember? The Christian conviction. And uh, it was a beautiful time of refreshing. Have you been working in that conviction? Amen. There's no other name. Amen. No other name under heaven. Hallelujah. Today I like to talk on something similar. Amen. I like to talk on defense of kingdom values. Amen. Defense of kingdom values. Hallelujah. Kingdom values. Glory to God. What's value? Value. What do you value? Hallelujah. What do you value? 
value is that which determines the worth of something. Amen. The value you place on something is the worth. W-O-R-T-H. The worth you place on it. What that thing is worth to you. Amen. Hallelujah. As a value. Amen. So as Christians, we have Christian values. Amen. We have values in the kingdom of God. Amen. And you know, we don't just preach the gospel. We have to defend it. Hallelujah. We have to defend it. It's not enough to preach. We have to defend it. Hallelujah. Amen. We're talking about defense. Defense of kingdom values. Hallelujah. Let's go to that. Let's go to Philippians. In chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Let's start from verse 16. Philippians chapter 1, verse 16. Amen. Are you there? All right. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add to my afflictions, my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul was talking to the church in Philippia, Philippi. He said that he was set for the defense of the gospel. Hallelujah. So there's such a thing. The defense. Uh, let's go to verse 7. Same, uh, same chapter. Verse 7. Verse 7. Let's read are you there? I hope you're here with your Bibles. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Always come to church with your Bible. Amen. Don't be ashamed of the Bible. Amen. This is what we're talking about. Defense. Defense of your Bible. Amen. Defense of your Bible. Even as it is meant for me to sing this of you all, because I have you heart in as much as in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel you are all partakers of my grace hallelujah it says in the defense and confirmation of the gospel there's such a thing as a defense hallelujah there's such a thing we don't just preach the gospel we defend it Hallelujah. Every one of us. We defend it. Hallelujah. Now, you, you need to understand something. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Have you heard that before? You read that? Okay, so we're going to go to the rest. Jesus said, and Paul said it also. John also said, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Amen. That means 
we live in this world and the earth but we don't belong here amen it's like an evil man living in the north praise the lord he's not of the north but he's in the north you understand he's in the north but he's not of the north he's not of Casina, where he's living in Casina. You understand? Hallelujah. He's not a Casina man. He's an evil man in Casina states. Likewise, we are saints in the world. Amen. We are children of God in the world. I I I I, I heard when Dickiness was asking what is Christianity and a lot of them give wonderful definitions for Christianity and of course Christianity can be defined in many ways but Christianity is a life amen it's a life it's a life and you need to know what it is as the number one definition Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. That's the definition. It's the way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. See, we live in a world and in a generation where there's so many things against us. The whole system of this world is so against us now than it was in Bible days. Amen. Hallelujah. And you see, we need to defend our cause. Amen. We need to defend it now than ever before. Every one of us. Amen. We need to defend it. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. That means you're different. But if you start behaving like the world, you've forsaken where you're from. You've forsaken the kingdom. You've forsaken the kingdom if you start behaving. If you forget your, your values, the Christian values. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. He's still here. So what is your value? As a person, what is your value? What do you value in life? What do you cherish in life? Praise the Lord. Amen. The values of the kingdom are in the word of God. Amen. In the word of God. They refer to the worth. What is worth to the kingdom? Amen. When we taught on the fruits of the Spirit one time, I said we're heavenly minded. He says, set your mind on things that are above. Amen. He says, be heavenly minded. Amen. That means to what? What does it mean to be heavenly minded? Let me ask a question. What does it mean to be heavenly minded? Huh? Anybody? That means to... That means to care about uh -huh, what heaven cares about. Heavenly minded. Heaven 
is caring about the earth's salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Heaven is mindful of the will of God to be done on the earth. Amen. So in that Colossians in chapter 3, it says, Seek those things, set your mind on things that are above where Christ is. Amen. It says, Because your life is with Christ. Hallelujah. So, what are your values? What do you value? What is it? It sets your affection. Can we go there? Colossians. Colossians in that chapter 3. From verse 1. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 1. Hallelujah. The fence of kingdom values. We need to defend our faith. We need to defend it. We need to defend our faith. Not when we're in church. <laughs> no. Not when you're in church. It's what you do when you're outside. Amen. What you do when you're outside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you do when you're outside, in your school, in your office, at home, in your compound, in your neighborhood. That's where you defend the faith. All right, let's look. Colossians 3 verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, those things which are above, with Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. That was too fast. Now, set your affection on things above. Set your affection. Amen. He's saying set your value. That's what he's saying. Set your value on things that are above. Not on things of the earth. Amen. Set your value on the kingdom. Glory to God. Set your value on things that are above. Amen. We are not from this earth. We are from above. If you're born again, you are from above. Amen. You are from above. You've got to know it. Amen. You've got to know it. It is set your affection. What are the things your passion is about? It is set your affection on things that are above. Amen. That means on kingdom values, on things that are in line with the kingdom. The will of the kingdom, the ways of the kingdom, the system of the kingdom, the truths of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you still here? This is set your affection. Tells me that hey, come on, I can I can set my affection on something purposely. Amen. I can say from now on, I want to become passionate about soul winning. I want to become passionate. Hallelujah. I want to become passionate about soul winning. I want to become passionate about preaching the gospel. And every week I'm gonna be going out to preach the gospel, to invite people to church. I, I, I can set my mind. Amen. I can set my affection on church. I say, oh boy, I can't miss any service. Monday service, Wednesday service, I'm going to be there in every service. 
I'm going to be there before it starts and I'm not going to run off. At the end of service, I'm going to wait after service. I'm setting my affection on church. Amen. You set your affection. Amen. Wait, come on, when it's time for church and church is 9 a.m. and you come 10 a.m., your affection is not on things above. It's not. Some before before the service ends, they're already looking at their time. After offering, after offering. So as they give their offering. You just check out. Your affection is not on things. Your, see, your, affa- your affections are on things of the world. Amen. And you can, you can correct that. This scripture tells you to correct that. It says, set your affection. That means you can change the things you are passionate about. You can set your affection. Amen. It takes one day to do it. One day. The day you accept correction. If you're going to class late, you know, going to school late, the day the principal deals with you, (laughs) when you are flogged for coming late, that day you stop being late. Praise God. Takes one day to make a change. Make up your mind. Hallelujah. Make up your mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I said, What are your values? What do you value? I said, It's not in church that you shine. No. The church is where you receive light. You understand? You are enlightened in church. You see? You know, Jesus said, No man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel, but rather put it up where? In a candlestick so it can give light. So the church is a place where you, uh, service is a place where you receive light, where you are lighted up. Amen. Where the Lord lights you. How does He light you? Through the Word of God. Amen. He says, The Word is a light to my path. Amen. Amen. So He lights you with the Word. Imagine, right now, you're receiving light. Hallelujah. You're receiving light. So we are lighting you for your world. Amen. So that when you go outside, you shine, not inside. If you are shining only inside the church, you're not shining outside. You're not working. No, you have to. You shine outside. Hallelujah. Amen. That means what we tell you here in secrets, you go and manifest outside. Amen. You go and manifest it in your school. Hallelujah. You manifest it in your office. You manifest it in your business place. You manifest it in your home, in your house, in your streets. Amen. And you defend the gospel. You defend the kingdom. Amen. You defend it. I said we live in a world where there's so much attack, there's so much oppression. Lord, we want to oppress the church, you know? They want to oppress the church. They want to oppress Christians. It's like Christians are like the easiest people to oppress. Amen. You can easily oppress a Christian. 
they know it's easy because they won't fight back. They won't fight back. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, like imagine what's going on in uh, the United States and uh, the LGBT community. You know what that is? LGBT, lesbians, gay, bisexual, and transgender. And uh, imagine that they try to legalize it, and in some states in the United States, not all states yet, but in some states, they've ruled that they've passed it to law. And they know the church is against it, you understand? And, and, and imagine, they're attacking the church. I'm watching TV, and I'm seeing some people attacking the church. They're attacking pastors. And they bring pastors to their show and start asking pastors, how can you, these people were born like that. They were born like that. How can you say they are sinners? And they say, don't you have this? And, and some pastors are so amazing. <laughs> Praise God. So amazing. They cannot defend. They can defend the gospel. Some people say, it's God that said it. I might want to say it. The way they won't say it. It's as if they don't like the way God said it. Hallelujah. And, and you know, some of them are asking, you know, you mean that you mean you mean to tell somebody that they are sinners? You know? They were born like that. They were, they, said they were born like that. How can you say that? You know, this is the way they were born, you know. Oh, I just wish they would just interview me. <laughs> I, I wish, oh, why don't they interview me? <laughs> And, and I, all the things I watched, I've not been satisfied with whatever the pastor said. Because you see, none of them were bold enough. None has been bold enough. None has been bold enough to defend the kingdom. They're all playing nice. Oh, you know. Some of them have no comments. Imagine, no comments on a subject in the Bible. Praise the Lord. I'm not ignorant of the fact that even in Nigeria, that there are gays, homosexuals. I'm not ignorant of that. Praise God. But what does the Bible say of it? Amen. What does the Bible say of it? Amen. The Bible says it's sin. Hallelujah. It says it's abomination. It's sin. Period. Hallelujah. Now some say, oh, they were born like that. They were born like that. <laughs> Two things. Number one, maybe true that they were born like that. And... They may not be born like that. Doesn't matter whether they were born like that or they became like that. The word of God says it's sin. Hallelujah. Uh, let's check the word, right? Let's check the word. Uh, Old New Testament, which one? Okay, let's check the New Testament first. Let's go to Romans. Romans chapter 
Are you there? Okay. Let me find the other one. Okay, go ahead, read. One, two, go. Next verse. Amen. This is romance, right? For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Amen. He said, God gave them up. Amen. Give them up. Because he tried to lead them to the right way and they were stubborn and gave up on them. Hallelujah. Next verse. Next verse. And likewise also the man leaving the natural use of the woman. You see that? Burn in their lust one toward another. Man with man walking that which is unseemly. And receiving the, in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible calls the sin. Okay, let's go to the Old Testament. Uh, Leviticus chapter 18. Verse 22. The Bible, the Bible is clear on this subject. The Bible doesn't, this is not a disputable matter. It's not a disputable matter. A disputable matter is a matter that God doesn't talk about. Then we start giving our own opinions. This one says right, this one says black. This is not a disputable matter. It's clearly more than one scripture. It is 22. 22. Let's go to 22. Alright. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is what? Praise the Lord. is abomination that means sin that means totally unacceptable amen totally what totally unacceptable we will not condone amen but you see this how did we get to this place? How did we get to this stage? Since things didn't just start today. When our churches, all they preach is laughter and good things and, you know, success and, you know, prosperity, healing, you know, all the blessings of the gospel. And you know that in some churches they don't even mention sin sin is not in their <laughs> sin s-i-n they don't use the word at all in a whole year you will never hear the pastor mention sin there's some churches and, and one of the pastors are the ones that they interviewed on sin
he, he could not say anything. Imagine a pastor was asked if he had a member who was gay and the guy invited him for his wedding with a man. Imagine a man inviting the pastor and saying, will you go? And the man said, yeah, I'll go. A pastor. It is out of respect. It is I'll go. <laughs> it is out of respect for the guy. I'll go. No wonder. Pastor Benin said, I felt like punching the guy. <laughs> said, I felt like punching the guy. He asked for forgiveness later. I said, let me just punch him in the nose. On international TV. And the funny thing is that because this fellow, this fellow is not able to defend, he's the largest church in America. The largest church in America. Because this fellow is not able to defend him, more TV stations have been inviting him. More. Because he has not been able to defend more TV stations have been inviting him. <laughs> it's like, can you say that? You preach life, you preach um, uh, what was it? Soul lifting. Soul lifting. You preach soul lifting. I, that's not lifting somebody. Telling somebody they are sinners. It's not soul lifting. And the man says, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. I, I don't base on I, I don't feature on that. I, I don't... I like to feel, I like to lift people up, you know. I like to lift them up. <laughs> I, I just like to lift them up. I don't like to talk about. You don't like to talk about what's in the Bible. You know, if it was those days where, you know, those days before, you can't push without a license, they would have removed this license. The Catholic Church used to be the ones that had license to preach. Praise the Lord. But you see, these are what the Bible told us will happen in the last days. Amen. And you see, it could get worse. It could get worse if we don't defend it. Amen. It could get worse. We need to defend the kingdom. Hallelujah. We need to defend it. Gay, homosexual. See, all these affections, they, they are not natural affections. They are unnatural. Amen. Let me say it for, you know, we're going to put this on the internet. Let me say it for those watching, you know. Homosexual is sin. All homosexual people are sinners and they need to repent or else they will die in their sins and they will go to hell. Praise God. That's what the church, all the pastors in America are supposed to come out and say something like that. That's what they're supposed to say. Not allow one people to receive the heat. People that are not even strong. Soon they'll start saying, it's okay, it's okay. We'll start marrying you soon. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you know somebody that's homosexual, that means attracted to the same sex. That person has a demon. That's just true. The person has a demon. You see, let's go back to that. Romans chapter 1 demon spirit there are different kinds of demon spirits and when a demon spirit enters a human being it takes it takes charge of the body amen it takes charge of the person's body and many a times it causes a change in the natural functioning of the person's body. Hallelujah. 
And a demon spirit can even alter a person's desire. Amen. Can alter a person's desire. Amen. So there's such a demon as a spirit of drinking, a demon of drinking. When somebody is a drunkard, he has a demon spirit of drinking, of drunkenness. You see, he loves to drink. There's a demon of drunkenness walking in him. And until he's made free from that, he'll keep drinking. He'll keep getting drunk. Now, there's no problem with drinking. The problem is excess, which is drunkenness. Amen. Which is drunkenness. The Bible never said we shouldn't drink alcohol. What it says is drunkenness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I, I say this because a lot of people teach otherwise. Praise God. And uh, they try to put limitations on the church. But you see, Jesus said the Spirit will guide you into all truths. Amen. So I preach truths. Hallelujah. Not a man-made law or restriction that the Bible says you shall not drink alcohol. You drink alcohol, you are a sinner. That's not true. There's no scripture in the Bible on that. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you go through TMS, I show you you have a message, Living by Faith. I talked on this, Living by Faith, Living by the Word. Get the message. Amen. So, uh, imagine. A demon spirit can make somebody become uh, lustful. Amen. Can make a man or woman become lustful. Amen. And that person is so lustful. There are people like that. I've seen them many times delivered. There's some women or there's some men that they cannot be satisfied. There's a demon on them. Amen. The demon has changed their system. Hallelujah. Has changed their system. They're lost. They can't help it. They're just looking for some opposite sex to just lie with. <laughs> Praise God. It's caused by a spirit. Amen. Now, I've seen people come to uh, a man of God and there's somebody that eats sand. Sand. You know sand? Mud sand. Somebody eats it. And when he eats it, he says it tastes like chocolate. Eat sand on live TV. <laughs> Sweet. It tastes like chocolate. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong. It doesn't get sick. Because a demon spirit has altered the system. Now it can live like that continuously. No problem. But he, he accepted that there was a problem. That he could not resist sand. Anytime he sees that sand, there's an attraction. <laughs> he seduced by sand. <laughs> Praise God. He sees Hi. He sounds so dull. Hi. <laughs> the demon has changed this. There's another person that came to the man of God. This one eats, you know, rice, raw rice. This person prefers raw rice to cooked rice. Eats raw rice. You may think that's not, that's not too bad. But this person understood. He had a problem and he had to come. And when the demon was cast out of the man, they gave him the whole rice to eat. Mm. He says, no, no, no. And they gave him sweet fried rice. And he says, yes, this is. He was delivered. Amen. 
So demon spirits come into people and change their natural tastes, change their natural desire. Not just their tongue can change their orientation. Praise the Lord. I've seen some that ate soap, 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 beaten. It tastes like chocolate. <laughs> it's why how they always said chocolate. That must be a chocolate demon or something. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They always like to say chocolate. It tastes like chocolate. It's always chocolate. Praise the Lord. So the demon changes their body system and they are eating that which is naturally dangerous to the body, but they are not hurt. They are not hurt in the process. Did you read about that Gerasim demonic, how the man used to be tied with chains? He had legion of demons. And Jesus and the Bible says he would break those things sometimes. Because the demon gave him physical strength. They can affect your physical strength, then it can affect your body, metabolism. Praise the Lord. I've seen some. There's a lady, she was a teacher. She used to struggle to teach. One day, she was attacked by the spirits. Chalk became very sweet to her. She said, ah, it's chalk. From that day, she started eating chalk. And she came for deliverance. She was delivered. Amen. There's another one. I didn't want to tell you this one. <laughs> this one, I watched it live. <laughs> Did you watch it? <laughs> The man did it on live TV and ate it on live TV. It tastes like beans. <laughs> this is, I'm telling you, the, the truth. The truth. What demon does with a human being? And he had to be delivered. Live TV. And they put it on YouTube, but you know YouTube, you have to remove those kind of things. You know, accept those kind of disgusting things on YouTube. They suspended their account many times. Amen. I said this so I can tell you, so you can understand that when somebody is now natural, is, is not attracted to the same sex. I'm happy to see that it's a demon spirit that has changed his orientation. Doesn't matter whether it's, it was born that way or will be. People have messed up from the womb. Doesn't make it right. Hallelujah. God said something is wrong. That's your value. Amen. That's the kingdom value. No question. There's no debate on the matter. No debate. No negotiation. Imagine if Jesus Christ was on that live TV. That they were asking, is gay or homosexual wrong? Are you saying they are sinners? He would say they are broad of vipers. Read the Bible. Have you read the God? Have you watched Gospel of John? We watched it. Some people don't know Jesus. They think he's a very cool guy. Read your Bible. Read the Gospel of John. He said, you are of your father, the devil. Read the gospel of John. You think Jesus Christ was a nice guy? He does not criticize people. He does not judge people. Go and read about him. So this, all these nice looking pastors that like to talk nice. <laughs> they like to talk loving. They are more loving than Jesus. Because when I read my Bible, Jesus is not like that. You know, God loves you. You know, He's not going to judge you. He's telling you to come. He's telling you to come. <laughs> just come to Him. They don't tell you the result of not coming. It's just, just come to Him. Just come. <laughs> He's always loving. We know, but there's another side that you're feeling to tell people. 
Your gospel is not complete. Praise God. We need to preach complete gospel. Amen. Complete gospel. It's a complete gospel. The wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Paul said it many times. He said the idolater, the adulterer, the fornicators, the homosexuals, all of them. The wrath of God is coming on them. He says, but you are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, not so among you. He says, such were some of you. He says, you were once darkness. Now, you are light in the Lord. Amen. You are light in the Lord now. I'm the light of my world. And I'm going to shine. Amen. Do you know what light does? Ah, let me show you. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. All right. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Let's start from verse 11. Are you there? Amen. I said defense of kingdom values. Hey, come on, take a look at the world today. You know, sometimes I just wonder, the church, how we've missed it. How we missed it in church. Are you there? It says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather, what? Reprove them. That's what I'm doing. Amen. He didn't say keep quiet. He says reprove them. They're just quiet. You don't want to say anything. You don't want to be offensive. I don't want to be rude. <laughs> you got a job. You got to understand your job is to reprove darkness, not to keep quiet. Amen. Amen. The way to shine is to reprove darkness. You see, it's alright. He said, but rather reprove them. Next verse. For it is shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Next verse. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. You are the light. Hallelujah. You see, this thing is wrong. And I'm not going to be a part of it. You say, get out. Yes, it is wrong. You say it is wrong. Whether in your classroom, whether in your business, in your office, any department of your life, wherever you go, you reprove them openly. Tell this thing you're doing is wrong. It's wrong. Hallelujah. Let's go back. I'm too fast. Let's go back. Verse 13. He said, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. You see? He says, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. You see? He said, whatsoever makes manifest is light. And he says, hey, when you reprove, you manifest it. You manifest it by reproving it. Amen. By reproving every sin. Fornication, adultery, stealing, corruption gay, lesbian, you reprove them. Hallelujah. You reprove them. You don't keep quiet. If you keep quiet, you're not making manifest. You're not, you're not, you're not revealing light. You're not shining. You're not doing your job. Amen. There's no, there's no cool, cool Christianity. There's no cool Christianity. I told you before one time, I said Christianity is hardcore. It's not for sissies. It's hardcore. Right? 
I told you, right? It's hardcore. You've got to be bold. It's in the Bible. Have you not read it? Have you not, hey, come on. Have you not read it? Like saying it's hardcore. Who has read it? You have not read it. People don't read the Bible. Go, let's go to the Bible. Let me show you. Okay. Second Timothy chapter two. Let's start from verse one. Second Timothy chapter two. I said, Christianity is hardcore. Osha. Okay. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. It says, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Next verse. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to the faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Amen. That's beautiful. Next verse. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. I said it's hardcore. I'm paraphrasing. It's hardcore. It's modern day language. It is endure hardness. As a good soldier of Christ. Amen. You've got to be hard. It's not cool, cool, cool. You're a soldier. You turn darkness to light. You understand? You're a soldier. Amen. Glory to God. Oh. Defense of Christian lives. Amen. So be set for the defense of the kingdom. Amen. Every day be set for it. Hallelujah. Be set for the defense. Somebody says something against Kingdom Valley, you speak out against it. Don't be quiet. Amen. Don't be quiet. Defend the gospel. Hallelujah. Defend it. Hallelujah. Say, I'm set for the defense of the gospel of the kingdom. I'm set for the defense of the truths of the kingdom. I'm set for the defense of the kingdom. Amen. Go ahead and talk to God. Talk to God. If you believe in Jesus Christ and want to make Him Lord of your life, please say this prayer. Oh Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I sincerely believe He died for my sins and was raised from the dead. I accept Him as Savior and Lord of my life to live according to the truth of the kingdom of God. I am now saved and have eternal life in me. I am now born again and a child of God. Amen.
God wants to bring us to sonship. Eternal life is the life that God himself has. Is the life that makes him God. Hallelujah. The Bible says Christ in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. You now have life in you. You have the life of God. I welcome you to the family of God. I welcome you to the kingdom of God.